BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Dear gas prices, go take a hike. Toyota's hybrid lineup brings efficiency with power, savings with style, and tons of top tech. Think you can stand in our way? Think again. Toyota Hybrids. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to the Bulls Talk podcast brought to you by Toyota. Glad to see you guys are back in today. I am Tony Gill, and along with me are my teammates, Casey Johnson and Jason Goff. Um, We got... Some things to talk about today, but first, we're just going to get a little bit, since Casey is out on the road um, in Washington, just do a little little recap about what's going on with the Bulls. Uh, but first of all, how, how are you guys doing, Casey, Jason? No complaints. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. This uh, this team is, is starting to get into those areas where injuries not only affect things, but guys can step up now and we'll see, we'll see, you know, certain, certain roles have been changed over the last couple of years. Roles are getting back to what they, they used to be maybe with Zach Levine closing a game out or two here coming up in the near future. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this team deals with this next test, you know? Yeah. We're, we're recording this on, uh, Wednesday afternoon before the Wizards game. Uh, so officially, welcome to the second half of the season, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I can just tell you it's weird because um, being in that post-game locker room in Boston, even with the loss and even with DeMar's injury, uh, it was about as defiant and as upbeat and as confident of a lock- locker room I've been in following the loss in, in a long time. I, I just feel like – this team, you know, eight and four stretch. We're not planning any uh, Grand Park Championship rallies, but it just, it, I really feel being around this team as much as I am that there's a sense that their best basketball is in front of them. Uh, whether that's the schedule easing up, the way they've been starting to figure it out, as Jason just talked about, Zach Levine rounding into form. I mean, his numbers for December were absolutely all star level. Um, so there's a lot to look forward to, but. You know, those are words. They've got to do it on the court, and they've got an opportunity tonight, uh, obviously, here in Washington. I guess the, the obvious question is, is there any, you know, updates on DeMar's uh, condition, Casey? Right. He's been downgraded uh, to doubtful um, and was not a participant in shooter on today. We were over at Georgetown, saw our guy Patrick Ewing from a distance. Uh, <laughs> nice. So that's always a, a thrill. He was talking to Billy Donovan and Arturis Karnaschovas, who's on this trip. Um, uh he, did, he was in flip-flops and sweats at uh, shoot-around. So the, my reporter instincts told me he did not participate in shoot-around. <laughs> and, and he's been downgraded doubtful by the time this comes out, or you may be listening to this, I'd expect him to be missing his first game of the season. But I just want to emphasize, like, every indication I've gotten in talking to him and uh, people around the team is that this is not a serious or long-term uh, concern. It's probably just a, one of those bumps and bruises that happens throughout a season and whether it's one game, two game, I don't know. But uh, DeMar, as we know, does not like missing much time, so I expect him back soon. Jason, does he need to miss a little time? You know, I mean, obviously the team – 
I won't say can't withstand it, but he's the best player on the team. And when your best player goes down, you find out what everybody else is working with. We all know, it's like Casey just mentioned, Zach has been pretty damn good this this month. And it feels like he's getting back to that old feeling of not just the bounce, but finishing a little bit better at the rim. I don't know what the numbers say, but it seems like he's been finishing a little bit better at the rim. Of course, that hot shooting start. So I, would, I wouldn't be mad if, if Zach looked at his man and was like, hey, man, you know, take a few games. Let me let me get back into my groove while you rest up. And Because let's face it, this dude, DeMar DeRozan has, has – answered the bell at every turn damn near in his whole NBA career like he's never been really known as a guy who misses a whole bunch of games if he if he doesn't have to he I don't believe he's some kind of 100 percenter right whereas if unless he's feeling completely healthy he's going out there his last couple of years he missed a few games so I wouldn't be mad at him sitting for a couple of games stretch three games stretch uh does he have to um that's that's only you know up to him in terms of his pain tolerance or whatever's going on with that quad. But anytime you see a, uh, a player who's played a decade and a half go down in a heap like that and you find out that it's not serious, you know, I, I wouldn't want to push it, especially with their reliance upon him. Uh, the schedule is never going to be kind to you, especially in the Eastern Conference these days. But the Wizards you should be able to handle without DeMar DeRozan. If you don't, then, you know, it, it's more of the same for – how this team has fared against lesser teams. But um, long story, long long answer to a short question. I, I don't know if he has to, but I wouldn't be mad if he took a few games to get his body back in order and kind of calm that quad down. Let's keep it to a two-game absence, so gentlemen, because Steph Curry is back and uh, the Warriors coming to town on Sunday. So you know whether it's uh, just the Wizards game or maybe the Thunder game on Friday, um, you know, DeMar did tell us post-game in, in Boston on Monday that he's been – playing with this for about eight games quietly oh, okay. tells you all you need to know right there that the guy keeps bumps and bruises quieter. As Jason said, he's not a hundred percenter. Um, he does not like missing games. I remember when he got held out for that one rest game down the stretch of last season, he was not happy about it. He wanted to play. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is a long-term thing, but, uh, I think, you know, whether it's just a wizards game or maybe it stretches the Friday, the thunder game, You'd like to see him back out there on Sunday for that matinee against the Warriors before they fly to Paris. I guess uh, my final question about these uh, these Bulls right now is about you know Zach Levine. We have a lot of conversation about Zach and what he uh, <laughs> what he does, what he does. I mean, he's you know the high point man, the highest paid player on the team. So we got to kind of talk about him as much as we have been uh, this year uh, with this recent output of scoring, where he looks like you know, Zach of old watching it, it does feel weird because you're so used to watching DeMar and his presence is constantly felt uh, specific, uh, especially on the offensive end. It's, it, it's looked different going back to, even though Zach was the guy and everything went through him for the last, you know, before DeMar got here, everything was him. So having it look like how it was, you know, two seasons ago, uh, was was a bit different and i don't know how i felt about oh okay this is what it looks like again with zach being being the guy how did you guys watching that down the stretch of this game and probably in the washington game of this is what this team is probably going to look like post demar Derozan? 
Well, I, I'll let I'll let because I don't have a lot on this, Casey, and, and you know you're around the team right now. But for me, I mean, you know, I, I thought the way they fought against the Celtics down the stretch, they they could have easily rolled up and and said, all right, the best player is out. You know, this this one ain't in the cards for us. They fought back against a hot Jason Tatum, right? Jalen Brown was searching for his shot throughout that second half, so it wasn't like the Celtics kind of peeled off too and said, all right, you know, tomorrow's out, we can kind of coast. And also, they had Marcus Smart out, so I, I was. I was happy with the way that Zach responded, not only to the challenge, but in getting his guys to understand. I think he hit a couple of threes in a row and getting his guys like you saw him be that um, demonstrative Zach in a good way out there on the court. Um, and and if that, you know, if you're thrust into adverse situations and that kind of hones some of your leadership skills or makes you more aware of your body language and how it affects others or makes you more coachable because you need everybody to fall in line. And sometimes some of these injuries are never a good thing for the player, but sometimes they can kind of, they can kind of spotlight what you need to be in a moment so that when you do add that piece back, you can just kind of flow with it. I, I, I Do I think the Bulls are some world beater team without DeMar DeRozan? I don't think they are with him. So I expect to see some kind of struggle, but I also understand that there's going to be more room now for Nikola Vucevic. Like we talk a lot about Nikola Vucevic in the post and on the elbow and some time getting those points where DeMar gets them. Well, there's going to be more room for him now. Patch Williams, they, you got to score now. Kobe White can't have the one for seven games so i look at this as an opportunity uh not only for zach but for the rest of his team to kind of show if there has been some worries or some some grumblings about maybe demar being too isolation centric then this is your time to shine now because you're gonna have a ball for a couple of games to show what you could do on offense against a couple of defensive teams that that are lackluster to say the least yeah and what i saw in boston i mean and billy donovan pointed this out post game was that you know as obviously as much of a heater as Zach got on and and obviously had a couple of heat check threes in that fourth quarter which he played the entire fourth quarter by the way too he he also he 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 looked he his actions created opportunities for others he was doing some driving kick he finished with six assists so it was not just one track mind Zach I mean obviously down the stretch he was taking all the shots Tony, you and I joked a little bit out, offline about the baseline jumper that went in and out when they were down two. I thought it was a great look. Uh, Billy and Zach agreed with me, so you're wrong, Tony Gill. But what I would say is uh, there was a one heat check three you could probably live or die with, but he kind of earned that right. But I just saw a guy that was still attacking and also – trying to make the right play when it didn't lead to a shot. So if that's exactly Levine we see, you know, for however long DeMar is out, you know, God bless. Because uh, I do – I really feel like him finding his all-star form is incredibly significant, obviously, for this team and for the second half of the season. Um, this is certainly going to be a, uh, a tough transition to make, but, hey, you know, got to do it. So uh, as you guys have probably seen uh, or heard, uh, our teammate Rob Schaefer is uh, no longer with NBC Sports Chicago. And it's certainly a a loss we are going to feel, and you are, as listeners of the Bulls Talk podcast, uh, about how important, how great Rob has been on the podcast um, Rob is in good spirits. We've all talked with him uh, on this podcast. He's, you know, prepared and ready uh, to uh, to see what's next for him. Uh, 
but we didn't want to do another podcast without acknowledging. That's why you guys didn't get one earlier in the week um, because this news came down. But we didn't want to put a podcast as if everything is normal. Um, it's not. Rob was a mainstay on this podcast. Uh, you guys have fallen in love with Rob. Uh, his his personality, his quirks, his uh, very poignant points that he uh, would make routinely on this podcast and on this show. Um, we love Rob here. Uh, Rob was invited to my wedding uh, because I view him as a friend, a real-life friend. Uh, and I know he's going to be great at whatever his next stop is, and he's going to be awesome. Um, so, Casey, uh, start with you. You've worked with Rob probably closer than any of us uh, at the company uh, have because uh, he was on the same beat as you. So, uh, Casey, your uh, your thoughts? Yeah, well, first of all, that was really beautiful and well said, Tony, and I appreciate you sharing those sentiments with our listeners. Um you know, I'm really also curious or not curious. Uh, I don't even know what the right word is. Uh, I'm, yeah, curious or I'm uh, expecting to hear what Jason says on this because he's got a perspective that I don't um, on this topic. But I will just say, having been in this business for 33 years, obviously I've seen a lot of layoffs come and go. Um, it's an unfortunate reality of our business. It's an awful reality of our business. I am extremely fortunate. It has never happened to me, and that's why I'm going to be um, really uh, respectful of what Jason has to say. Uh, I think you'd hear a little bit in Tony's voice. You're going to hear a little bit in mine now. It's all good, brother. It's all good. Thanks. Um Almost ready. This one, this one cuts deep. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. So this the reason you heard some emotion in Tony's voice and, and you're hearing in my voice is I want to do this justice. I want to get past it. Because this one cuts deep. Um a bull staffer uh talked to me about it at shoot around today. And uh I did the same thing I'm doing right now. I, I couldn't talk about it. It was mm-hmm. Too emotional for me. Um, we're we're going to edit some of this out. I'm going to get past this soon because I, I have some things to say. No, I got yeah. you, brother. Take your time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's only it's only human, man. Yeah, it's yeah. only human. No, I'm and, not embarrassed by this at all. No, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's well. I'm just trying to make sure that everybody understands. Thought, you know. I thought I'd get past this quicker so I get to what I want to say because I'm going to no. say it. All right. This one cuts deep. Um for both personal and professional reasons. Um, anyone who's listening to this podcast knows uh, how awesomely talented and valuable of a, of a professional Rob is. Um, he sees the game differently than all of us. Uh, I, he and I used to joke that, you know, our strengths were so different that to me, hopefully we offered a comprehensive look at the beat. I feel like my strength is developing relationships with players and coaches and executives. His strength is seeing the game. Not that he can't do that, but he sees the game from an analytical side that I quite frankly don't do as well as he does. It's as simple as that. Um, His commitment to the beat was unparalleled. 
Um, I put this on Twitter. I've been in this business for 33 years. It's hard to find a teammate as valuable as Rob because of his humility, his work ethic, his conscientiousness, his uh, professionalism. He answered every assignment with the same intensity and uh, uh, agreeability as you could. Um, he's the way I've been phrasing him to people is he's a rock star. Um, so he's going to be dearly missed around here, both on a professional level and then on a personal level. I did spend more time with him than anybody else. You know, I even played a few tennis matches, his sport, not mine, uh, <laughs> off, off the uh, off, off the off the beat. Um, and uh, he's 30 years younger than me, so <laughs> he beat me. But I did dive for a, a ball uh, on the co- concrete courts at Waveland one time. So there you go. That's how much respect <laughs> I have for Rob Schaefer on a personal level. So, you know, you heard it from Tony. I mean, he was invited to Tony's wedding. We were all there. We were all blessed to be there. Um, and uh, Rob is my friend, will continue to be my friend. And I'm going to be rooting for him and helping him however I can in, in whatever's next. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Casey. Thank you. Um, yeah. You know, like the first few times I got a chance to interact with Rob, um, I, I, you know, I dubbed him the young goat because the way that you mentioned, he seeing the game, he sees the game, not just from an analytical perspective, but he, he makes it um, digestible for people who may not. And no matter what your message is, if people aren't getting your message, then your message is lost. And I don't think that the message was ever lost with Rob. And part of the humility and part of the, you know, the um, the, the the quick wit, um, all those things in his personality that, frankly, I don't think he let shine enough because he was under the wing of one Casey Johnson where you got to be the journalists, you know, to the extreme and you don't make the story about yourself and, you know, just just the facts, ma'am, kind of vibe, right? Like, um, he, he is uh, and will be a terrific find for anybody else that gets their hands on him. Uh, and I don't think the next stop will be his last stop either, to be honest with you. Um, Rob Schaefer, and I, this ain't just words, because we work with a lot of people who are like, all right, that guy's going to do his job. Now, Rob is special, and he's going to continue to be special. It's a huge loss for NBC Sports Chicago. Huge loss. Uh, I don't want to understate that at all. Um, and it will be somebody else's game. When I saw the, when I saw the text message and, and heard about it, um, immediately got triggered for from my past and and working one day and doing going about your job and for me every time I got let go it was like probably right after the day I thought I'd kick some ass right I thought I'd put in some work and um, Rob kicked ass and put in work every single day on this beat and not only on the digital side but you know pounding the pavement and going out to these events and and showing up in places that other uh reporters other beat writers other beat members didn't so um i I just got a chance to text him today because yesterday i know he was inundated with messages and i kind of put myself in the position that i i put i put him in the position i guess that i was in where i was like you know saying sorry saying you know it's all good to people a thousand times in a day can be kind of trying and, you know, it's you still going through your your process of letting go of what your life used to be, 
you know, every single day, having a routine. And that's the thing, man. I hope Rob continues to write. I hope Rob continues to record. And I hope basketball fans get a chance to enjoy his content. And I know they will because uh, this game has brought a lot of different people together. And I'm, I'm blessed that it brought Rob Schaefer into our lives and into my life. And I mean that sincerely, right? Like that basketball, whatever you want to say about it, however you want to feel about it, you know, it's, it's a global game. And it gets right down to the local level as well. We ran into a dude who was grew up a Boston Celtics fan and, and made him one of ours. And he'll always be one of ours, no matter what, um, no matter what logo is on our email, no matter what's on our bylines, no matter what we're doing outside of this, Rob Schaefer is going to be a part of this crew uh, until the day he decides not to be a part of this crew, which I don't <laughs> think will be anytime soon because he holds us down the same way we hold him down. And, and speaking of holding things down over the last year, what he and Casey and Tony have done with this podcast, I am envious of because this thing has ta- it went to the next level when those three brothers started to, cook in a way that only they can cook and the personalities came out. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not so much, um, I'm not so much worried about Rob's future. I'm worried about the the people who come here to get the Bulls coverage that they get from him that won't have that. And and that's on the strength. So, Rob, uh, if you will be listening to this or if somebody sees Rob in the street, tell him that, you know, we have and will have all the love for not only him, but the terrific work that he displayed in his time as a member of the NBC Sports Chicago crew. Uh, he will. Uh, there are certain people who aren't replaceable. They, um, maybe somebody will come along and do that job, but they ain't going to replace Rob Schaefer. And he needs to know that. And the people who listen to this podcast I already know, know that. Um, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from him. And I will continue to learn a lot from him because I got my cleaning the glass subscription. So I'm good to go now. <laughs> but uh, but uh, shout out to you, Rob. And uh, you know, pinky rings in the air, my guy. This ain't it. This ain't it. Trust me. Trust me. One one door closes, uh, a better one opens. And I, I hope I could be living testament to that for you. And anytime that dude needs me, um, I'm nothing but a phone call away. And I'm definitely now about to exhaust the possibilities on my own pod. Any chance I get for Rob Schaefer, because he deserves a, um, a voice, a prominent voice, not only in this city when it comes to basketball, but People outside the city need to know more about his content as well. So we 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 always riding with you, Robert. You understand that, and uh, your loss will be felt greatly. Thank you guys for sharing, uh, and thank you guys for listening uh, to us talk about our friend Rob Schaefer. Uh, that'll be all on the Bulls Talk podcast. Uh, we will be back uh, next week. Casey Johnson has uh, a little bit of something. Little something for you guys. Always, <laughs> always got the special surprises, doesn't he? KC boy, he got he got more KC special. God surprises. bless the dead, but you know he got more special features than Barbara Walters had, boy. Like every time, <laughs> I, every time I turn around, KC got another you know another two part series and sit down with Lowry. Like I don't know what he's gonna do next, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Um, for Casey Johnson, for Jason Golf, for Claire Philpy, and for me, Tony Gill. Thanks a lot for listening to the Bulls Talk Podcast. You can catch us two times a week. Um, This will be our final episode this week. We'll be back next week. So make sure you keep it up with what KC is writing, what we got coming. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. We are also brought to you by Toyota. Don't want to forget that. Catch you guys next week. Peace.